Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Hey, guys. So we've been in our new place for a few weeks now, huh? Yeah, three. So uh, thanks for everybody's prayers uh, as we move to Idaho. If you have questions about that, hit the relocation podcast. But today we get to talk about life planning in uncertain times. So This can cover a lot of topics, right? I yeah. Mean, we did a podcast a while ago on um, on should we continue having babies during uncertain times? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. And so I'm just drawing attention to it because, well, and a lot of you guys have been reaching out since our announcement that we're expecting another baby and um, congratulating us. I, we oh, so appreciate the support. But it just, this this topic reminds me to just, um, for those of you who have recently reached out to me about like, you know, oh my gosh, you are pregnant. Aren't you scared because of what our world is going through? Oh, and I've gotten a lot of those messages recently, yeah. um, especially yesterday, actually. Um, and I, I just want to encourage you guys to go listen to that podcast. It's 45 minutes of encouragement on that particular topic. Yeah, it's really good. So this is a two-part series, and this will be part one. I'm going to go through the agenda really quick for both parts. So uh, we have six points, and the mm -hmm. first one is draw closer to God, but there's a reason for that that uh, you might not expect. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, secondly, is vision is more important than ever. Thirdly, evaluate areas of your life, how to do that on a date night and really do that well, and how to make decisions together. Mm -hmm. Sometimes making decisions together can be hard <laughs> as mm -hmm. a married couple. It can, yeah. And not fearing, but acting in wisdom. But mm -hmm. we've said that before, but we have a new little piece to that we want to talk about. And the importance of being flexible in uncertain times and how that looks mm -hmm. when you make life plans and flexibility, yeah. dealing with that in the marriage. And finally probably the most important point that everybody wants is what to do now with your family. Yes, that will be in the second part to this two-part series, the mm -hmm. practice those practical things on that too. So, But there will be practical stuff throughout. That's right. So um, before we dive in, we just wanted to thank you guys for all of your prayers, your support, the encouragement, the awesome reviews on the iTunes um, podcast. That really is an encouragement to, to us, you guys. And it helps us to get this podcast out to other people to encourage them. Yeah. Um, the last few podcasts, which were on the, basically on the election and on Christian passivity versus taking action. Um, those two podcasts are doing really, really well. Yeah. Um, and we are so glad that they were an encouragement to you. Um, you also know if you watched my Insta stories that we have experienced a little bit of censorship. Um, so just be praying against that. We really appreciate your encouragement as yeah. we were just sharing the reality of what we do experience. I think most conservatives times, so. are being censored right now that are yep. projecting anything about the elections, anything yep. about 
things happening sure. in culture. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that for us, it's not that we want pity at all regarding that. Like we, we know that it's going to happen. Um, but we just want to make it aware if we're quiet about it, that doesn't help anybody. But if more people who are experiencing that were to draw attention to the realities, to the truths and showing the proof, it might happen less. Who knows? Yeah. So 2020, how do you feel about it? So I see a lot of memes out there that are saying like, you know, can't wait for it to be can't over. Can't wait for it over. <laughs> the worst year ever. You know, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. And I think when I see those, I go, yeah, a lot of challenges this year for sure. Uh, what if next year year is worse? What if the means memes next year are what, Ange? Oh, I don't know. I wish I could go back to 2020. I <laughs> mean, if, imagine that, right? I like, mean, there is a possibility that next year it's like, can we go back to 2020? Now, I know that sounds bizarre of how bad some of the things that happened this year in our country and in the world. Um, but you know what? Um, it might be better. I, I think there's a good probability that next year is better in a lot of ways. Uh, it's not an election year. Uh, you could say that, well, maybe COVID will subside or people, you know, get we'll used to it to more. Deal with it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But what about the other things we don't know about yet? Right. I mean, so another thing people might be thinking right now and hearing that come from us, actually, they yeah. might go, wow, you guys, that is such a downer. What a pessimistic perspective. <laughs> we're, we're come on, pessimistic. I come and listen to your podcast because it's encouraging. We this do hear is that a not lot. encouraging, you guys. You're, you're setting me up to think that maybe 2021 is going to be worse. Um, and that's not our heart in this no. at all. But we just wanted to bring that perspective up because you might not have actually thought about that. And we want to challenge you guys because... Is that going to affect your attitude? Is that going to affect your perspective? Is that going to affect your family in a in a positive light or a negative light? And it's all based upon who you are keeping your eyes on. And I said who because we got to keep our eyes on Jesus. So regardless of whether next year is better or worse, mm -hmm. our joy remains the same. The That's joy right. is found in the Lord, our relationship with God and the truth mm -hmm. that we know about and that life here on earth is temporary and we have yeah. eternity with God in a much better place than this earth. That's right. And that and trusting the truth that God actually put you here in this generation during this time strategically. Like understanding that God has a plan for each person's life. He has a purpose for each person's life and really going, okay, so this isn't exactly what I thought my 30s were going to be like, or this isn't exactly what I thought my 40s were going to be like, or what it was going to be like when I was having babies for the first time, or I was planning on getting married this year, or whatever your plans are, looking at those and going, okay, God, I know you have a plan and a purpose. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to execute? How do you want me to glorify you? I get that this life is bigger than just about me. Yeah. So let's dive in. And uh, the first point is draw closer to God. Mm -hmm. You're like, yeah, that's a no brainer, Isaac. Draw closer to God. I know that. Right. And sometimes we listen to things and we go, okay, yeah, I know that. But w what does that mean to you, Ange? Well, when I think about it, I think about first thing I think about is an evaluation process in my mind. Right. I think about, okay, well, what is reflective of me actually drawing closer to him and not? And what I mean by that is you can tell when someone is drawing close to God, can't you? You can tell. You can tell there's a different countenance about them. Yeah. You can sense the Holy Spirit or not. You can sense the spirit of fear or power and wisdom and sound mm -hmm. mind. 
like if you have the spirit of God activated in you and you're exercising spiritual discernment, you can kind of tell, you know, when someone's struggling or when someone's not right. Especially if you know them super well. Um, and I'm talking about people that you're close to obviously. And so if I was evaluating myself and going, okay, am I drawing close to God? It would be revealed through how I respond, how I react, what my attitude's like during the day, all of those kinds of things. And so while someone may know it, implementing that and having the fruit of having drawn closer to God are two very different things. And I would challenge you that no matter how close you are to God right now, let's draw even closer. Can't we always draw closer? Can't we focus more? Can't we pray more without ceasing all Mm -hmm. day long? And I, I know that challenges me. I pray a lot, but I could pray more and that would probably be good. Uh, It would be good. And in uncertain times, here's a big point. In uncertain times, plans made in the flesh are less likely to work out. So just think about that. Plans made in the flesh, in our own wisdom, in our own thought process, in our own marriage discussions, without Mm -hmm. including the Spirit of God, or having a strong relationship with God to where He's involved, then they're even less likely to work out in uncertain times. Mm-hmm. And I think that the the very drastic um, opposition of what you are talking about is how different it is when you're not in uncertain times and how when you're working hard in your flesh, for example, that there's this spiritual law of sowing and reaping, right? Yeah. And so someone could be seeking God's will and have two pretty good paths in front of them and maybe some not so good paths, right? And they might look at those four paths, evaluate the ones that are not good and choose maybe even the 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 path that is not necessarily God's will for them mm-hmm. and start going down it. And it still might go well for them because of the law of sowing and reaping yep. and because they're working hard um, and so forth. And God is still with them, right? Yeah. However... When you're in uncertain times, there's this different element, right? Where Mm -hmm. like, let's just first, an idea is if someone is starting a business in a really hard economy Mm -hmm. versus a thriving economy, their business is going to be massively impacted, right? So I highly encourage you to be um, relying on the Holy Spirit in your decision making. You're going to make decisions, but you're going to be praying. You're going to be listening. You're going to be paying attention. You're going to be in God's word. Um, because you love him, because you want to communicate with him, and he's going to partner with you. He's going to reveal things to you that sway your decisions, confirm decisions you were making in the flesh. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, maybe you did have a marriage meeting and you guys didn't pray or were talking to God about it, but you, you made a decision, but then maybe Mm -hmm. afterwards you've kind of vetted it with God and were patient and spent some time waiting a little bit Mm -hmm. and heard from him in a different way and got confirmation. And so I think that's really important. And how do you hear from God? Well, there's so many different ways. I was actually just talking to a sister in Christ about this just yesterday. She was saying, um, you know, we were talking about this idea of hearing from God and and I just want to remind you guys that we all have the same ability to be led by God. Like I'm not any closer to God than you can be mm-hmm. is what I mean by that. Your pastor, for example, is not any more likely to hear from God than you are. Amen. Okay. And so if you struggle with putting anyone on a pedestal, 
and thinking that they ha- their prayers are more powerful or any of those kinds of things. I just want to exhort you because first of all, we've all struggled with those thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, we have to remember that there are the enemy is trying to deceive us into becoming inactive. The enemy is trying to deceive us into thinking less of our relationship with God or his or God's ability to work through us. The enemy doesn't want us to believe the truth that God can can actually do something incredible through you. Mm-hmm. That's actually the truth. The enemy doesn't want you to believe that. Because it's what God wants you to believe, which is the truth is that he does have a plan and a purpose for your life. He can speak to you. Mm-hmm. And so we know from God's word, that which is alive and active, this is one of the main ways we hear from God mm-hmm. is in reading his word. Amen. Another way that we can hear from God is in prayers as we're praying to God, as we're um, meditating on his word, as we're just being still and knowing that he is God Mm. and resting in him and waiting on him for confirmations and for things Mm. like that, right? Because um, sometimes God answers our prayers and the answer is no. Sometimes it's not right now. And sometimes it's yes, but later. And sometimes it's yes right now. And so we have to be um, aware and alert, willing to hear all of those answers because when we're praying, we want to pray in God's will. Right. Yeah. Which the knowledge of being able to pray in God's will comes from reading his word and knowing his will. Right. As much as you can. Yeah. Um, and then I would say the third way that I rely on God as as far as speaking um, to me is through the body of Christ, Amen. which is actually here on earth with us. Right. The body of Christ is indwelt among the, the you just, church. And you, I would just ha- give you a caution with the body of Christ is you only <laughs> want to be getting that advice from people that are already doing the things the energy just talked about. So they're close to God. They're drawing close because sometimes their fleshly agenda seep into the advice they give. Oh, that's true. Or even their own personal experiences or justifying how what they have done or not so, done. Yeah. So you have to be really wise and aware who you seek counsel from for sure. Um, and I'm also very hesitant to, to um, just believe something right away, right? Like, mm-hmm. so if someone was to come to me and exhort me, for example, mm-hmm. I'm going to take that humbly. I'm going to sit on it. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to seek God's word on it and and really let his spirit fully work the conviction, right? Yeah. And so, um, but you don't just take what someone says and not do the second part. I think another thing uh, we talked about in the politics episode last last week, uh, the importance of critical thinking. So you can go back mm-hmm. to that. But when you are participating in critical thinking and close to God, you're making connections naturally in our human strength. And also then God is, um, the Holy Spirit is impacting us to now make different and better connections spiritually because we're actually thinking. So I think thinking is really important, critical mm-hmm. thinking and yeah. including God in that and being close to God because then you make connections. And sometimes I can make really quick decisions. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like the like I've already been thinking and critically thinking all along the way. And you've God's word written on your and heart God's and your mind. Word and then all of a sudden it's like I know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then people around me are like, whoa, you make really fast decisions. Well, and it's not always that you do. Yeah. There are some that you're much more slow processing, yeah. praying about, fasting over, things like that. Um, but then there are some where you are very fast and like get it done, right? And I think that um, 
having both, having a reflection of both of those things, yep. plus like a medium, if there was a spectrum to have all those different, is actually a good reflection of dr- being drawn close to God and hearing from him because not everything's going to be quick. But I just want to encourage you guys with um, a passage of scripture in Psalm 33, hmm. because as we're drawing close to the Lord, we need to remember where our hope is found, right? So it, let's just say what Isaac has um kind of challenged us all in our thinking. Let's just say the next few months are even the hardest of 2020. Okay, now that's kind of crazy to think about. It's possible. Let's just say that 2021 is not better than 2020, right? Where is our hope found? Where are we going to find satisfaction, contentment? Is it in all what happens to us? Or is it in the Lord? And so Psalm 33 verse 20 says, Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Hmm. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us just as we hope in you. Hmm. And I, I, I want to just encourage you guys to read on into Psalm 34. The first few verses are simply, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it goes on. These two passages, Psalm 33 and Psalm 34, are such an encouragement. If you're someone who is really struggling with fear, with worry and anxiety, um, even depression regarding what has transpired and and I, we don't know all of your situations. I know that for Isaac and I, we were even reminiscing about 2020. And while there have been very, it's been very hard in many regards, yeah. there's also blessing to be seen. So for example, as you guys know, in February, we lost a baby. We lost mm-hmm. Mercy. But now I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Right? So within one year, we have both loss and rainbow baby on the way. Mm-hmm. And so I see both mm-hmm. and I just want to challenge you guys because right now it's so easy to focus on all the hard stuff. It's so easy to name and list mm-hmm. off all the bad things that potentially have happened. Right. I know, um, you know, I know my grandma is in heaven, but mm-hmm. my grandma died in March mm-hmm. and, um, I didn't get to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to go see her. You mm-hmm. know, she was in a nursing home. My mom had a hard time being able to see her because of COVID and mm-hmm. what was going on. And, and so I think like a lot of us have those stories. A lot yeah. of us could say this bad thing, this bad thing, this bad thing, right? Um, but what are we choosing to focus on? And I know it would be easy to say, hey, what, what about the good things, right? But I, I don't even want to say that. We shouldn't be focusing on anything. Mm-hmm. We should be focusing on Jesus. Yeah. We should be praising his name at all times. We should bless him. We need to trust in his holy name. And our hearts should be rejoicing in him always. So focused on the Lord as we're navigating circumstances, yeah. as we're navigating life. Mm-hmm. And it is a good exercise, though. What are the challenges that happened this year that forced out of you and your family good things? That would be a fun discussion with your family. So there's a practical thing you could do right away. Dads, uh, that's a great thing you can initiate, but moms could too. I want to take a moment and give you something for free, if you haven't got it already, is the date night one sheet. 
It is a beautiful document you can download that will have some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Uh, Also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, It's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations, or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. Um, so we're doing Acts 18, 9 through 11. Now, the Lord spoke to Paul in the in the night by a vision. Do not be afraid, but speak and do not keep silent. Hang on before we move forward. If God said that to Paul, what does that mean? That means he was afraid. That's a good point. Yeah. So he would not have to say that to him unless he was afraid of speaking. Are you afraid of speaking sometimes? Are you afraid of speaking your conservative voice, uh, standing for truth, political sharing opinions, the sharing the gospel? Let's just read that again. Do not be afraid, but speak and do not keep silent. For I am with you and no one will attack you to hurt you. For I have many people in this city. But see, Paul was drawing close to God. Mm-hmm. There's protection when we're drawing close to God. And it's not like he didn't ever experience hardships. He was thrown in jail multiple Ended times. Ended up, you know, being you know. killed. And then, yeah, I mean, there were there. But, but look at all but, the good that happened. But he praised God through it all, you guys. Yeah. And he, God, did some amazing things through him. And so we just have to keep we have to keep the faith. We have to endure. We have to keep perspective. It's so important, and uh, that perspective thing is is key. So, what is your perspective right now? What is what are you thinking about? What are you dwelling on? A lot of times the word dwell means is negative. We're, oh, you're stop dwelling on the negative, right? That's mm-hmm. often used. Well, mm-hmm. you can dwell on the Lord, saturate your mind with scripture. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You can have such a big impact no matter what's going on. In fact, these are some of the most exciting times. I still believe it's the greatest time to be alive mm-hmm. because people are more aware of spiritual things. Yeah. It's amazing. I could list off a whole bunch of other reasons too. Yeah. That's not what this is about. Proverbs 3. I just want to encourage you guys. Isaac wrote down, um, you picked out one verse, but can I share more than one? Because it's really well, good. Yeah, because that's what you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> verse 3 says, let not mercy and truth forsake you. 
bind them around your neck. Guys, we have to bind oh, yeah. mercy and truth around our necks. Write them on the tablet of your heart. How can you write mercy and truth on the tablet of your heart? The truth is the word of God. Yeah. And so that's how it gets written on your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. We're talking about drawing closer to God and life planning and in certain times. This is how he shall direct your paths if you don't think you know it all. If you have a teachable heart and you lean on God, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil and it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Something just, a word just popped up in my head as you were reading that is, what do you need to give God credit for right now? Mm -hmm. What are you taking credit for that you have not given God credit for? Mm -hmm. What have you taken credit for in front of your kids? What have your kids taken credit for that really was God working through them? See, God wants to be glorified. He's the only person that isn't prideful because he's God that isn't prideful, but demands glory. See, what if I demanded glory? I demand that you glorify me in everything. That would be prideful, right? Mm -hmm. But God is God and he wants glory. Why does he want glory? So more people Come know how awesome he is. It's so they can have eternal life. They're reconciled to him. The more they know of him, the more people that know of him, the more people will come to him and be reconciled to him and have eternal life. It's actually yeah. not, it's it's for other people. Don't you think that trust grows in your relationship with God? God trusting you when he knows you're going to glorify him mm -hmm. in the small things mm -hmm. and the big things. One of the questions that I know that when we were walking through hard times, and we still ask this every now and again, is that question, can God trust us? Yeah. It's a really big question. I believe he can, question. but we got to keep asking it because can't we easily just move into pride? Mm -hmm. It's so easy. All and, right. Yeah. We got to keep moving here. So number two, go ahead. Vision is more important than ever. Okay, Isaac, you take this one. Oh, well, I'll start it for sure. Um, during uncertain times, you have to, when there's challenges happening, especially leading a family, you have to see beyond the current circumstances mm -hmm. because that gives hope. You have to help your family see beyond current circumstances because that gives hope. And I was reflecting as I was driving the other day, and I wanted to share this with everybody, um, which is, a, I think, a key to success, however you would define success, but a key to doing well in this world and to navigating the world well, especially in uncertain times is the ability to have your current circumstances and, and, and shift your thinking from current circumstances to what's ahead and then back to current circumstances. Some people just stay on what's ahead and they don't get stuff done in the present and they don't deal with things. And then some people only deal with things in the present and they don't see ahead. So they make inferior decisions today and they get bogged down and burdened and challenged and all they can see is what's right in front of them. And they're just kind of constantly doing the things in a in kind of in a rut of a rhythm. So what I think is key and more important than ever is I'm not just talking like a 10 year goal or something like that. I'm talking about what's ahead next week. What's ahead next month? What what's ahead for Christmas? What's ahead next year? You know, and, and you can think longer if you can, that's good. 
but it's a constant shift of, okay, these, this bad thing happened here, this bad things happen here, this neutral thing that I don't like doing, but I have to manage is happening over mm-hmm. here. This good thing's happening over here, which oftentimes we don't think about mm-hmm. that one or those 10 good things actually. Mm-hmm. And, but you have to now go, okay, but what's ahead? And I think about what's ahead and that brings meaning to the present and I shift back to the present and I do it. So it's a, I find myself, if you want to get in my head for a second, I find myself constantly being in the present and shifting ahead and then shifting back to the present simultaneously all the time. And I don't know that everybody can easily do that, but I know everybody can easily start doing that. Like you could work that muscle. So what's ahead that you need to be thinking about that gives energy to the mundane or the present? Super important to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think, Ange? Well, I want to read from Habit- Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 and 3, which says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. So I love that scripture, and I read the whole book of Habakkuk before this. And don't be proud of me because it's three chapters, so <laughs> you can all you can all read it too. Yeah. Uh, I encourage you to read it; it's very fascinating. I'm going to go back and study it. It was just really interesting. But um, I like that because it's 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 about writing something down. It's write, writing plans on the tablet of your heart, right? And um, you know, how do you get things into your heart? For me, it's actually writing physically with a pencil mm-hmm. or a pen. Yeah, we kind of do journaling old school, don't we? Yeah. We, we both love to journal and write. And um, I think that that's actually pretty indicative of why we've gotten better at being We've grown a lot in visioneering. I mean, mm-hmm. we've always both been journalers. Um, but I would just encourage you guys that, especially in these times, like, for for me, I love the thought of being able to pass down journals to my kids, right? Because um, they can learn from the lessons that we've learned and mm-hmm. the things that God has taught us. Um, and that's part of leaving a legacy. Yeah. And so I think that right now, more than ever, having things written down and what we're all walking through, the personal testimonies we shared from Revelations 12 in one of the previous podcasts mm-hmm. about... Um, the three ways that that revelation says that we can overcome the devil mm-hmm. and one is by the word of your testimony. Yeah. And one way you can share the word of your testimony is by journaling. Yeah, absolutely. And number 3 is evaluate areas of your life. This is so important to do. What are the areas of your life that matter? You can just make your own list. You could google it. Um you know, you the, the things will come up, but um are finances important in your life? Well, yes, the love of money is bad, but money isn't bad. It's an important resource. Amen. Mm-hmm. It's a really important resource that we need to steward well. Okay. And so it takes planning. So you should be talking yeah. about that. You should be talking about spiritual things for for you and your marriage and your kids. And you should mm-hmm. be talking about where each kid's at and maybe writing some notes down together, mm-hmm. you know, what their individual unique needs are. I think that uh, kids want to be known. And when parents pause and think about one kid for a little while together mm-hmm. or in separately, even um, your, your kids are more likely to feel known by you as they're growing older. 
And that's really important. So mm-hmm. what are other things that are important? There's there's probably eight or nine categories you could think about, right? Your marriage, you can put that down. So I'm not going to come up with more. You should come up with what they are, mm-hmm. have a date night, and kind of start talking about those things. You might not even get to them all. But what will come out of that is fruitful discussion and the ability to make decisions together. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the greatest areas of growth for your marriage are those moments where you disagree. Why do you think that is? Well, because you need to have teachable heart and listen to one another's um, convictions and evaluations of it. And, and it can, I mean, God can use your marriage to sharpen you in ways like no other relationship. Right. Yeah. And so um, there are times where like, I'll just give an example. There are times where one of us will have a vision or a dream towards doing something and we have to be like submit to one another out of reverence for Christ and listening and taking that on and really being um, objective as much as possible and considering it, even if our flesh wants to go no right away Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and really consider it. And then we need to prayerfully make a decision together um, that sometimes is compromised, sometimes is one person yeah. s- submitting their flesh to the other person's idea, which might be more God's will, right? Yeah. There's so many different indicators, but um, I would say that for sure when you're evaluating areas of life, this is where men, like one of the things that I've loved so much in our marriage, we've been married 21 years, And one of the things that Isaac has always practiced right from the beginning is always bringing me in on all of the big decisions. Like, you know, now that we have eight, almost nine kids, there are a lot of little decisions that we just don't have the time to talk about everything all Mm -hmm. the time. And so I have to make decisions without talking to him. Sometimes he has to make decisions without talking to me sometimes. Um, But we've also grown in that to where we both know each other so well that we're pretty pretty equipped to be able to make those small decisions without having to hash everything out. Right. Mm -hmm. And that comes with time. I just want to encourage the younger couples that that does come with time going, Hmm, what would Isaac think? And I know that you do that. What would Angie think about this? And then you consider it before you just do something. Right. And we've gotten really good at that with the little decisions when it comes to, um, having to, to actually move forward and take action on things. But when it comes to the big things, we've always evaluated them together Mm -hmm. respectfully. And this is a crazy part, you guys, like a lot of men probably don't do this. I I know Isaac doesn't know I was going to share this, but I remember years ago when he was running um, a business, he, we went on a date night and he said, Hey babe, I have this like I have to share something exciting with you. I, there's this opportunity that our company could reach this goal, okay? But it's going to require extra work, extra hard, like I'm going to have to work a little bit harder. This is what it would look like. What do you think? And he was like, because if you're not in, I'm not going to do it. And he fully basically put it on my plate. Like, are we going to go, is, is our bit, is our team going to go for this or not? Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, wow, he like respects me that much that he's like putting this in front of me and I'm able to ask as many questions as I want, but he realized how work impacts marriage Mm. and how much, how much, how powerful it is to have your wife on your team when you're trying to pursue something big. Right. And so when it's, when it's come to big decisions, we always evaluate and make those decisions 
100% together. And I just want to encourage you guys, this is why we're saying it's so important that you have date nights so that you have the opportunity to talk together so that you're making decisions in alignment. And I would say that, you know, we're, this whole podcast is on life planning and uncertain times. Life planning yeah. and in certain times. And that means that you may have made plans that seemed wise for the economy, for the way the world is operating back a year or two ago. But mm -hmm. if you were to reevaluate those, it might not be the wisest for right now. The and there whole, may need to be like a, a pull the brakes, right? The whole world changed this year in 2020. So, so a lot of things are just different now. And so we're challenging you guys because we, we care about your marriages. We don't want to see marriages falling apart left and right. Mm -hmm. And we get that when marriage is under stress, when hard things happen, when circumstances are not in your favor, that your relationships in your marriage are challenged to a place like no other. Mm -hmm. And so we just want to encourage you. You have to draw close to God. You have to have vision and perspective and remember the long game. You have to evaluate these areas of your life together, making decisions together. But you, but part of that, all of those things is that you're actually taking priority to, to make time for your marriage. One of the things I've noticed where we have conflict and making decisions is just misunderstanding each other. Yeah. And I say things from a more... Um, um, visionary standpoint mm -hmm. and Angie thinks of things from a more practical standpoint in mm -hmm. that conversation mm -hmm. and then there's conflict and so I've had to learn of how to change how I talk about it so that she doesn't misunderstand what I'm talking about yeah and so forth and yeah. so we should we should think about each other and our personalities and how we're different and if you can, uh, your differences actually become the greatest strength mm -hmm. if you learn how to work together. Yeah. And if you learn how to communicate in a way that is honoring the other person. And so what Isaac's talking about is especially in our first years of marriage, I think that mm -hmm. I've really grown in being more yeah. of a visionary. I've just been influenced. And oh, for I, sure. I, I think for sure. But I remember distinctly, especially the first like five to 10 years that we were married, when Isaac would have an idea to do something, he'd be like, hey, babe, what do you think about buying this property? Or what do you think about flipping? being this or what do you think about that or I just remember going what right now like because he he was the type of person that would just go do like he would make up his mind and he'd go do something and I would get I would be like hold on a second we need to evaluate all the little areas and see if this is smart and like um and so I was the very low risk taking person in our marriage and Isaac was more of the risk taking, I would say. And I would say you married. became, you have become a little more risk taking. I wouldn't yep. say a lot, but a little more. Yeah. And I've become less risk taking. That's right. So we've both we grown and I think that that's actually been growth, right? Yeah. Because we, you've learned over the last 21 years, you, you pause more yeah. and you wait. Yeah. And you think, yeah, and then you communicate in a more gentle way. I do, with me. I do more of what we're talking about yeah. now, which is relying on God. Like, mm -hmm. I can't do anything without God very well. I used to think I could do things well without God, now I actually don't. And I just have seen my plans get evaporated good plans, wise plans, mm -hmm. uh, people investing in things that think it's wise, and everybody around me being written in a newspaper because the business looks like a wise idea, and you know, mm -hmm. over and over again, and you know, the fast upcoming company, and all these things, accolades, and, and reasons why it could be good when really it wasn't good. Right. I mean, that's the thing is that sometimes things can look good to the world, and there can be even worldly success, but is it? spiritually God's will. 
Yeah. Is it, was it the, good in God's eyes? It was the worst decision I ever made. Yeah. So, but you guys, this comes from hindsight. Yeah. Like we're on the flip side of that and realizing and, and wanting to share those things with you so that hopefully you can learn from what we've walked through. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. And part two will be out next week. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.